0: Tired. So tired. Over-tired. Hello and welcome to Overtired. I am Jeff Gunzel, and here with me today are Christina Warren and Brett Terpstra. And um, and I can see them, but you can't. Y'all look great. It's good to see oh. you. Let's let's do a podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Thank you. It's great to see both of you as well and, and hear you. Um for, for the listeners. We're not trying to be, you know, like exclusionary. We just don't want to no. polish a video podcast. We just don't. Yeah. We we talked about <laughs> one it. One of
2: these one of these days, I'm gonna get you guys to do a video podcast, but I understand the
0: reservations. I did shower today. We do yeah, fucking I did too. look good though. I, I did too, get... but like
1: yeah. yeah, I'm at this weird like angle with where yeah. my laptop is. What is so like,
2: why, why are you like your camera is going up your nose? Why is that? Yeah,
1: because I'm using the camera that is on my laptop rather than using the other camera, which is better positioned because I <laughs> wanted to stare at the screen and it's on my lap. So, yeah. I Whereas,
2: appreciate the eye contact. I will say like when you're looking <laughs> off screen and it feels like you're just giving us the cold shoulder just because you're reading your screen, it feels weird.
1: Even though I'm actually giving you eye contact, but it looks like I'm not. Yeah, yet, yeah. Really.
0: and and Brett, Brett, listeners, looks like he always does on Zoom, which is like the elevator got stuck between floors. <laughs> You're like, what? Your head is in the lower half, <laughs> and there's a whole top half that's well, just yeah.
1: Not so
2: because <laughs> because below <laughs> below my torso, I'm I'm I, I'm still not comfortable with how much this weight I put audio. on.
1: This is terrible audio.
0: Terrible audio. Sorry, everybody. (laughs) Sorry about that, everybody. Well, let me describe it. Just know that Brett's uh, new headphone covers match his hoodie. Oh. Indeed. Yeah. We can leave it
2: My socks match, too. I would show you, but nobody on a podcast cares what my socks look like. They're NASA socks,
0: though. You know what's weird is I looked over at my phone just now, and there are sponsors calling off the hook. Not People that don't even work with us yet that want to get a sponsorship (sighs) on the show. Right now, they're just hearing this here. Yeah, and they're going You know, name some. mostly. What what sponsors are calling Jeff? Uh, it looks like I'm getting a call from. Uh, is that AARP? That's one of them. <laughs> um.
2: <laughs> do you guys do you guys get letters from the AARP? No, I do oh, regularly <laughs> on the reg. I get letters congratulating me on my retirement. And offering me like platinum level membership with all of the perks that come for what is it, fifty-four plus? I'm I don't forty know, man. I'm forty three. I'm forty three. I was gonna I say, I was I
1: was like I was like, you're not in any way, shape, or form on their target list. I will say, if I start getting things from them, that is when, you know, despite like my commitment to only being twenty nine forever, that that is when I will like I will be very upset and I will cry. It's not gonna feel good. Can no, we, it's not. Can, no.
0: can we
2: skip way down our topic list to talk about Christina's Botox and fillers?
1: We totally can.
2: Yeah, sure. If you want to. So so on our list, it says, Christina spent $2,500 on Botox and fillers. Mm-hmm. Ask me anything. So, uh-huh. Christina. Yeah. The, a billboard just went up in my town. Uh, my town of 30,000 <laughs> people uh, with like average Botox and fillers. Come in today for your consultation. Mm-hmm. And- like, I don't see Winona having high enough beauty standards to really <laughs> sustain a practice of Botox and fillers. But here's my question. Here's my AMA. What the fuck is a filler?
1: Yeah, so it is um, some sort of, like, gel substance. Sometimes it can be other things that they basically put in. Like, I got some in my chin, so My chin now looks a little bit more, like, pointed. Like, it, again, I'm at of I wasn't going to say anything,
2: me. but yeah, it's a beautiful chin.
1: Thank you. Um. So I got some there, and I also got some in my my cheekbones uh, to add. Um, and I have, uh, according to the the doctor, who's super hot, she was like, "You have very good bone structure." And I was like, "Thank you." And um, uh, blink, it, you have blink. very good bone structure,
2: but here, let me fix that for you.
1: Well, I mean, she was like, "It's really honestly the the stuff in my 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 cheekbones. is more pre- preventative rather than anything else." Um, and and so, but but it's the idea is like as you age, like you lose fat deposits in your face, which can make you look. You know more, more jelly and and more like angular and, and older. And so the idea with fillers is that you can re add in kind of that that you know it fills things to give you like a more full appearance. Um and um and they can do other things too. Like for people who might have again like if you wanted to add more like contouring to again like your your chin or or if you didn't have like high cheekbones or if you wanted to um uh, add in some areas where you have a lot of wrinkles, it can be useful. Whereas Botox is botulism that basically gets rid of wrinkles.
2: Huh. Hmm. So, okay, you can see my face right now. None of our listeners can. Right. But what do I need? Like, if you were giving me a consult <laughs> in I have a no Botox idea. and filler place, I have it's no not, clue. that's not your profession. That you, is not you, my profession. I have just, no idea. You receive it.
1: it. I receive it. I, I, I trust them, and I'm like, what will keep me looking as young as possible as long as possible. Like what this. will make me continue to look as good as possible. And like the fillers will last two years. So they're expensive, but it's a good investment. Whereas Botox is like, I don't know, it depends on if you get Botox or Dysport because they're competitors and, and they last, I don't know, four months, five months. It, it, it varies. But um, my one regret in life is that I didn't start getting Botox in my 20s. Um, and I I would have started earlier because it's, it's preventative. So if you do it earlier, for instance, like I naturally don't have a lot of lines in my face and stuff, but as you get older, like everybody, it happens. And so if you start doing it earlier, then you can prevent like the wrinkles and shit from coming. Mm. Um, so it's, it's preventative. Um, people can go way overboard completely. But if you do it in moderation, like I would have started doing it at like 25, 26, if, if I could go back in time, that's what I would have done. And and, it, and I wouldn't have gone like every three or four months, I probably would have gone like every six, every seven. And it would have been small amounts, but it, it would have been the case. And like now, I mean, again, the, the listeners can't see, but like I have movement, you know what I mean? Like my face isn't frozen. Yeah, yeah, no, there's, but, there's nothing. But, but when I smile... Smiling. But when I smile, like I don't have lines on my eye lines. Like it's, it's just a different, it's just better.
2: weird. So I was not. Oh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead.
0: No, 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 Jeff, please, please. I was not until we talked, we talked about this a little before the show last week. And like, I was not aware of sort of, Botox in moderation mm-hmm. as the way you describe it. And, and especially just generally, I wasn't aware of its use as you describe it. And it's super interesting to me. And it makes me think it must be much more common than I realize Cause I yes. think I still have as an old man who remembers the early days of Botox. Like I think I still have an impression like that. And it's clearly a way outdated sense of things.
1: Yeah. Well, the thing is, is that most people who get it, you wouldn't know that they have it, you know, when they have like the Botox face, but most people who have it, um, it's not one of those things that a lot of people openly admit I will, cause I don't care. Uh, and I think I look great, but, um, uh, also like reduce the stigma, um, you know, of, of that sort of thing. Um, yeah, but yeah. I think that like a lot of people, like if you get it done well, and that's like, the same, I think with any sort of like plastic surgery or anything, the idea is that people can't tell, like the goal should be not that someone's like, Oh my God, you know, you look so different, but Oh yeah, you look really good, you know? Right, so- right, right,
0: right,
2: Totally. Yeah, that's cool. My that's girlfriend cool. is five years old older than me, and I'll let you do the math. I won't divulge her age on air. Well you already but, see uh, your age, dummy. She like <laughs> she's a she's a hippie. She's mm-hmm. she's taking care of her face with like hippie facial products her whole life. Totally. And uh she is just now. Starting to get maybe some like laugh lines, but she has mm-hmm. almost no wrinkles on her face. But I have to say, as someone more in the vicinity of 50 than 20 myself, uh, like I just, I kind of expect that in a woman. I, I, I love every line on her face, not to be overly mushy about it. Sure. But, but I, at what age do you think it, it becomes pointless to try to keep? Avoiding wrinkles.
1: I mean, I don't know if it's about avoiding wrinkles. If it is, you just don't want to feel like you look not like yourself. I don't know. I mean, and it's up to everyone. I mean, there are some people who have no problem with the aging process and who are really happy to do it. I'm not excited
2: about my wrinkles. Mm -hmm. I love my wrinkles. Like every time I see one, I'm like, oh, I look distinguished this dude who up, lives in finally.
0: podcasts from his basement
1: <laughs> i was gonna say but you're also you're also a man which means yeah, sure. society judges you completely differently yep. uh-huh. uh you Absolutely. also don't have um like a public-facing on-camera job um not that anybody has ever commented on me looking old at all in fact most people think that i'm at least a decade younger than i am which is awesome 29 but,
2: that's right, the goal exactly. 29 but
1: but but i i want that to continue to be the, the the place right like it's it's competitive and and if you look if you don't you know, like youth sells. It just is what it is. And not everybody has that approach, right? Like I'm, I'm completely open to people who are like, I have no interest in doing this. Me, my personal white whale is I want to find out who Reese Witherspoon's person is. And, <laughs> um, like I, am I'm, I'm, I'm not even joking here. Like I'm, I'm trying to like work my contacts in Los yeah. Angeles to try to figure it out. Uh, if I do find out, I obviously won't be able to share publicly. Um, but like, cause I would pay whatever amount of money it would cost to have whoever her person is because she looks great. Like she looks older, but she doesn't look old and she looks, she's still playing roles of characters in her thirties when she's in her mid forties, which is not common. Jennifer Lopez is a whole other thing. She claims she's never had Botox or anything. I don't know if I believe that. I don't really care, but Jennifer Lopez looks fucking stunning. It
0: seems like for you to get to this information about Reese Witherspoon's person, you would have to play a game I I call – I only play it in L.A. I call it, how many questions does it take me to break the NDA? Mm -hmm. And so you sit with – because everyone you meet in L.A. is on NDA of some sort, right? And you just start asking questions. And can I tell you the funniest example? Because it wasn't technically a break, but I think it's kind of fun and it's almost a ghost story. I was sitting with someone who was in charge of Tupac's archives. And – um. And I said, I said, okay, okay, let's play this game I call Break the NDA. <laughs> like, I wanna see how many questions it takes me to get to the point where you're actually uncomfortable, right? Like, if you're, willing, if you're willing to play, you don't have to answer when I get to that point, but I wanna see how quick we can get to that point, right? So I'm like, where is Tupac's archive? And I'm like, can't say. Okay, okay, okay. Do you have a big office or a small office? Can't say. And then I said, does Tupac ever come by? <laughs> and they stopped and went. I can't say.
1: I was like, yes, Tupac's alive. <laughs>
0: anyway, that's I highly so recommend the game. It's fun. No,
1: no, that's that. Okay, that's a really good game. Yeah, goes no, my- better
0: with alcohol. And I'm not. If you're, an, if you're not a drinker out there listening, I'm not trying to encourage that sort of thing. But I found that it goes better. I love it. And I, I'm careful. Like if I sense I'm about to break the NDA, I don't go any further. I 100%. just try to get, try to get using less obvious questions, try to get to the point where they're just like, okay, we got to stop. Everyone's a willing participant. So okay. this has been a
2: really roundabout way to get to our mental health corner. <laughs> <laughs> but
1: It has been, but it's. But gonna, here we it are in the corner. Fits. I was going to say, but it actually fits. Because like for me, I, I got that done when I was in Atlanta and I won't lie. Like. It does help my mental health. Also, not that there's, this is not my excuse for getting Botox. My mom likes to use this as my excuse for getting Botox. She's like, oh, it helps your migraines too. And I'm like, well, yeah, but like, let's be very clear why I'm getting this.
0: Like, <laughs> but it does help migraines.
1: Uh, yeah. At least, I, I mean, for a lot of people it does. And in fact, and I don't, because I don't get it for that reason, I would feel weird um, trying to go through the insurance process, but insurance will to a certain degree depending on who you have and how many hoops you jump through if you have like chronic chronic migraines they will at this point now actually cover botox treatments because Uh um they're not sure why but there's something about you know like whatever is um i guess like in in the the botulism or whatever however it's released that does something that really helps a lot of people who have like chronic migraines
2: Interesting. Speak, speaking of insurance, before we go to, to mental health, I got to tell you this great news I got. So What's I that? currently I have no teeth on the bottom right of my jaw. I,
1: oh like,
0: wow! You and Christina, easy. from are there a picture back picture of contrast, <laughs> no teeth.
2: And my my dental insurance had said they were going to cover one thousand dollars of the six thousand dollar bill it was going to take to to have these mm-hmm. teeth removed, have the implants put in, and have new teeth and i just got a letter from insurance with i never appealed like i have a flex spending account that was going to cover it so i never appealed but all of a sudden i got a letter that said we plan to pay five thousand dollars which leaves me with like one grand out of pocket on on these new teeth i'm going to be able i haven't been able to chew on the right side of my mouth for almost a year now
0: that's amazing. I, mm, that's, that's so awful. good. Now, that means it you have is an unusually you,
2: strong left side. If you really enjoy the flavor of something, you want to taste it with your whole tongue. And you right. don't realize how much that matters until you're not chewing on one side of your mouth. And you're yeah. only tasting with half your tongue.
1: No, totally. I um, I had a root canal um a couple of years ago. It's how I found my my current dentist who is great because she, she looked at it and she was like, yep, yeah, you need a root canal. Go to this guy. Get it done. I was like, Awesome and i had um i guess leading up to that i thought i before it got bad enough like i guess i'd just been kind of naturally only eating on one half of my face and it was a similar sort of thing where i had to kind of get used to again i was like oh right okay so i can chew on both sides of my mouth now cool yeah yeah
2: Yeah, i'm looking forward to it it'll be nice that's awesome anyway mental health hey speaking of doctors though christina do do you want to do a quick ad break
1: yeah, I was going to say, let, let, let's do a quick ad break before we get into our mental health corner. So if you're looking for a new dentist and, and someone to kind of like either you know fix your teeth problems, uh, you know that finding and booking a doctor who's right for you uh, does not need to be a terrible experience. But, you know, there are a lot of questions when you're going into that, like, will they take your insurance? Will they understand your needs? Or will they be available when you can see them? Well, with ZocDoc, the answer can be refreshingly pain-free yes. So ZocDoc is a free app that shows you doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, and are available when you need them. Read up on local doctors, get verified patient reviews, and see what other real humans had to say about their visit. So that when you walk into the the doctor's office, you're set up to see someone in your network who gets you. Go to zocdoc.com, choose a time slot, and whether you want to see a doctor in person or if you want to do a video visit. And just like that, you're booked. Find the doctor that's right for you and book an appointment that works for your schedule. Every month, millions of people use ZocDoc, and I'm one of them. It's my go to for whenever I need to find and book a doctor. I've been using them for over a decade. It is absolutely my favorite service to use. It's way easier than going through whatever the website that your insurance company has and you're trying to figure out, well, okay, who's close to me, who takes my insurance, and then even if you do find them, like how do I make an appointment? ZocDoc does all of that in one interface in one step. In the chaotic world of healthcare, let Zocdoc be your trusted guide to find a quality doctor in a way that is surprisingly pain-free. With Zocdoc, you can get your docs in a row. See what uh, they Go to zocdoc.com/overtired and download the Zocdoc app for free. Then start your search for a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's zocdoc.com/overtired. Zocdoc.com/overtired.
0: ZocDoc.com
2: Zoc slash overtired.
1: You got it.
0: Check it out today. A couple of notes on that, not the read, but the words itself. And I know <laughs> we're not really supposed to do that, but I, I heard docs in a row and immediately in my head, I, I went quack, quack, but then you don't want to associate the word quack with uh, <laughs> right. any kind of healthcare. And that's just no. a little note for the sponsor. It goes no, both that- ways.
1: Honestly, it really does. And and then when I hear quack quack I I, I hear Aflac, which is a completely different type of insurance, which oh is not God, a yeah. sponsor of our podcast. Although yeah. you know what, we would take their sponsorship because as classic overtired visitors know, Brett and I have spent an inordinate amount of time talking about our favorite advertisements, which are usually insurance, insurance. company ads. It's
0: always insurance ads.
1: Always. Yeah.
0: Bring us the lizard, bring us the duck. Man,
2: do you do you remember when Jake from State Farm was white? <laughs> I had totally <laughs> I, I Like totally totally when they forgotten. replaced the dad on Good Times totally. <laughs> I had totally forgotten like at some point that the actor that played Jake from State Farm had to have just been told everyone loves Jake from State Farm but hey take a hike we're getting someone younger and blacker than you to just take over this name that we've created for you and we all we, we all, it was easy. Like I never thought twice about it. And the overlords <laughs> knew it would be easy. <laughs> oh. Well, yeah, Jake from safe arm is way hotter now. I gotta say. We should get old a, he's Jake a handsome
0: on, man
1: on the show. He is a handsome man. Also I'm now like going through, uh, an ADHD, like, um, Wiki hole spiral because you said, <laughs> replace the dad on good times. And I was like, did, did they replace him or did they kill him off? And I couldn't, I can't remember.
0: <laughs> well, I think the dad at some point had a heart attack and, died on the sh- in the show as no of that's, that? no
1: no no that's a different show
0: that's a different that's funny because i i feel bad about this because good times was an important show to me it like, wasn't I a very it important all show all the time
1: but but but, but <sighs> then you've had like the famous Esther role damn 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 scene yeah when when he yeah. died yeah no i think there was a different show where they replaced the dad but it uh. was on good times what i think happened was that john amos who was famously in roots He was upset by the direction of the show because it went all JJ-centric, and he was like, this is becoming buffoonery, and I don't think that the important message spreading is good. And then he left.
0: I just saw an interview with him about that. In what context, though? Was I on a rabbit hole? Not on. You go into a rabbit hole, not on a rabbit hole. (laughs)
1: Brett's so bored. Let's 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 no, let him I, talk about mental health. Times. It's I've never I've
0: did. never
2: seen Good Times. I have to admit, oh that my was god, just good. started episode one. It's not a show I grew up with, and just, just like started I, episode one.
1: Wow, how how did you never? Did, so did you watch I in, the Norman Lear I, shows?
2: I did not watch TV as a kid. So I started watching TV like for real in like 1995. I never it, Good okay. Times was never on my radar.
1: Well, I mean, it ended before I was born, but like i I watched it in reruns probably around ninety five it would they would have it there was i like was busy catching
2: up on a decade of the Simpsons at that
1: totally. point totally no, I had to say like you had better things newer things to watch, but i as like 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 a twelve year old I was like watching um the all the Norman Lear stuff because that was like think when like TV land became a thing,
0: yeah. And and so now I feel old because I was watching it when it was first, hearing.
1: but it was a great show. It was Janet Jackson's first show, Janet Jackson was on Good Times, people, forget and that.
0: uh, and Lenny Kravitz's mom. You know who yes. I just saw? No, no, last she was on, um, uh,
1: she was on The Jeffersons. Damn it, The Jeffersons, God, I'm
0: doing it all over the place. Last edit, night. edit, 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 edit.
2: <laughs> no, no, we're keeping that. Last night, I was watching Star Trek The Next Generation. And there was a little girl and I was like, I recognized those eyes and those cheekbones. And it took me a second, but I had just watched uh, the original trilogy, uh, Spider-Man, uh-huh. like a week before. And it immediately dawned on me that it was Kirsten Dunst in <gasps> oh Star gosh. Trek, the next generation Holy playing shit. a little girl, like wow. young little girl. It was it was weird. Anyway. That's
1: amazing. No, I, I didn't know she was I remember her in an interview with the vampire because she's like a year older than me. And I was like, I want to kiss Brad Pitt. Um I was very <laughs> jealous. Um, but but I didn't realize she was that like in that's awesome.
2: Yeah. I had I had no idea. And I and I could not believe it was her. I had to go through her whole filmography to find way at the end <laughs> Star Trek TNG. So but, Anyway, Christina, I'm curious about your mental health.
1: Well, as I alluded to beforehand, like it's, it's pretty good. Um, I, I'm glad to be back home. I was in Atlanta for a long time. That was stressful on a lot of levels. I'm glad to be back. Um, uh, my Botox, my fillers, you make me feel better. And um, yeah, work is, work is going well, which helps. Um, not everybody's job is tied to their mental health, but mine certainly is. So mm. I'm in a good place.
2: Cool. Awesome. That's good to hear. I'm really happy. I'm really happy yeah. that other people are doing well. I'm I'm
0: doing fine. But Jeff, how are you? Um, I'm doing okay. I, I was so glad for. I didn't get to say officially goodbye last episode because i <laughs> i cut I cut scenes to get dressed. Yeah, yeah. Um. But it was really nice to have Alex on and have a conversation about mental health and medication and all that stuff. And I'm pretty much in the same place I was where I'm trying to kind of work my way to the right, right medications and right balance of medications. And, and, um, and I think I'm, I'm heading in the right direction. Like I'm ditching one next week for a, for a different one. And, um, but it's just been like, I've said a few shows in a row. It's like, it's such a focus of my day um, because I'm, I'm not like complacent about it, right? Like I'm kind of but on the other hand, I'm almost like overly vigilant about what what I'm feeling or experiencing based on the medications. But that's because I mean, like the medications I'm taking, in the words of my psychiatric nurse practitioner, is like these can hurt you really quickly if you're not kind of monitoring, you know, what is it doing to your blood sugar? And are you retaining retaining water? And is it mm-hmm. because of this or this and all this stuff? And it it really like puts me in this circle where I'm just like trying, sometimes I'm just left kind of trying to remember how did I get to this point in the first place, right? Like, you know, I started with no med- I hadn't taken any medications until pretty much right at the beginning of the pandemic, coincidence. Um, before that, I had taken no medications for anything, really loved that first couple years of, it was uh, Sertraline and then Vivance together. Mm-hmm. But then that started to clearly be aggravating other aspects of, like, undiagnosed parts of my mental illness. And so that's what led me to my current sort of cocktail that I'm working through. And, can, man, it's exhausting. Can but, we acknowledge yeah.
2: that last week with, with Alex Cox, you very smoothly – Came out of the closet Mm -hmm. as a bipolar person. Like, we have never discussed that on the show previously. It has always (laughs) been tiptoed around um, Uh because you, 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 you were hesitant to mention that. But it came up very cleanly in the last episode. And I just want to say, welcome to the world of bipolar people, man.
0: (laughs) You've already welcomed me. Brett was like (laughs) the first person I consulted. But yes, I have a late diagnosis of bipolar one, and it's something that I've sort of been able to basically control my whole life um, and have just generally sort of avoided conversations that lead towards that diagnosis, or like therapists have just kind of missed it a little bit or misunderstood it as something else, and... Uh, part of the reason I don't talk about it a lot is it's still pretty new to me, and so I I have a risk myself of like over pathologizing myself, and so the more I talk about it, the more I set into stone a certain narrative, and it feels so fluid right now because I'm just trying to figure out how to um, sort of treat it. I mean, the one thing that I I was told multiple times after the diagnosis was that it's like, hey, good news, this is a very treatable thing, right? And that seems totally true. I haven't had any issues. I mean it was like seven months ago was was the period of my life that led me towards this diagnosis. I haven't had any issues since taking medication that are related to like specifically like very manic or very depressed or you know the kind of cliched things people think of when they think of bipolar, which of course is actually an infinite number of experiences for an yeah. infinite number of people mm-hmm. um but i I worried that if I talked about it too much early on, as I was still trying to understand it, that I would sort of set a narrative in stone that even I got trapped into, right? Like that it would limit, it would limit the way in which I think about or sort of or sort of try to assess what my mental health situation is. And so, so it's very easy with Alex talking about it to just say, well, it makes sense for me to say that I I knew at least Brett, I knew you were in there going, he
1: did it. (laughs) No, I was so proud of you for, for, for doing that. And, um, and maybe it's one of those things like, because like the topic comes up, you like, pay more attention to it but um Andy Dunn who's the he was the founder of um, Bonobos um which you know is like the the clothing um uh yeah, like men's yeah. kind of clothing thing he just wrote a book um where he talks publicly about um his bipolar diagnosis and right. um and how I guess he found out when he was in his 20s and he was you know founding various startups and and so his it's actually a really good memoir but I can't recall we talked before like the last episode about how this isn't discussed enough and and we don't see, I yeah. guess, maybe public examples of people who are really successful and have connections like talking about it. Right. And, and he just published a book. So that's, that's yeah. good. But I also, I'm just really proud of you for feeling, you know, comfortable enough to be vulnerable and, and share that. And, and oh, I, it's you a, know,
0: easy space to do it in. Thanks to you too.
1: I, um, uh, um,
2: I almost contacted you after to ask if you did it on purpose because it was so, (laughs) you just slipped it in there so well.
0: Well, I knew from listening to Dubai Friday that Alex had, was, you know, kind of talking about their own diagnosis. So it was like kind of assumed it would come up Um, or just thought it might come up, I guess is what I mean to say. But, you know, it is. And with this, you shared a clip, Christina, um, of that dude Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: talking about how as we talked about in the podcast last week, there are like different kinds of mental illness that are now okay to talk about. Like they don't right. make anybody go, Hey, we should have just a, let's just debrief on that interview with Gunsell uh, <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. but, um, but it is true that the bipolar thing is still like, even for me personally, like I, I had sort of stigmatized it. And when I stigmatize things, that's not in a judgmental way. It just means that I haven't heard enough people talking about it. I mean, Brett, you've done an enormous Service to people, your readers, your listeners, by talking about it, writing about it, writing about the challenges, um, joking about how you can tell where your manic phases were by looking at your <laughs> GitHub repo, <laughs> and your and where you, when you're pushing stuff. Um, but for me, it was like. It, for me, it remains a thing where it's just kind of like I don't mind talking about it, but I'm, it's so fresh that I want to still leave room for me to sort of understand it and, sure. f- and take form itself in front of me, you know. Totally. But it's definitely one of those cases where you know I've had one other, two other situations like this where something happens and it causes and it causes me to just look back over my whole life and and kind of reevaluate certain things that I had that I had called true about me, and they were true about me but they were also true about me because of Something going on in my brain chemistry, and so I almost wanted to do like a version of the Alcoholics Anonymous thing, and like start calling people and be like, "Remember when I called you and pitched that like <laughs> massive project that I then Here's never followed up on?" Step, step seven of bipolar. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There are like there, there are actually four or five people that I would like to call or message and just be like, "I just want to explain something because I feel really bad that I kind of disappeared on that after bringing it up, and I kind of like, understand why now."
2: When L got diagnosed as autistic. Uh, at, like after hearing about some of her like previous relationships and stuff, I kind of wanted her to like, do like uh Hey, so you remember how this relationship ended because of this or that? And it turns right. out, turns out I'm autistic. And, but <laughs> so the reason that I always, I will always push to have the mental health corner in this show is because it has become, it has been told to me so many times that people benefit so greatly from hearing other people talk about mental illness. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether it's a particular mental illness they have, which is where it's most helpful, or uh, just about mental illness in general. And mm-hmm. just talking about it and being able to uh, to lay out, like, here's what's going on for me, and here's how it affects my life. Like, that. that is what allows other people to have the conversation. And it never dawned right. on me, because I'm just... I'm just fucking honest like i'll right i'll tell you exactly what's going on when you ask, and I've never thought twice about it, but I get so many just little like emails and and dms that are just like, thank you so much for talking about this it It has made a big difference in my job in my life, in my relationship and and I love that, and I want to keep doing that.
0: The thing that eats my soul about it is that I know that. I have had, I have worked in workplaces where if I were to talk about this, it would not impact my experience, but that if any of my colleagues who were women or people of color talked about it, and I'm not, I mean, I I Mm -hmm. cannot be more serious and more confident in saying this, that it would impact them profoundly in terms of how they were treated, how they were. And so that's another thing about, you know, we talk about sort of normalizing it, but like it's only sort of normalizing it in a corner of, of, of mental health corner.
1: Well, well it is. And it's not, I think, I think that you're right, that it would be different 100%. But I also think that the more um, awareness and the more examples we have out there, the less it is likely to be able to treat people differently for those things. Mm-hmm. And, and I say that as, as, as a woman, I'm not a person of color, obviously. And I have a lot of other privileges, but I've been very open about the fact that I suffer from depression and anxiety for basically as long as I've been a, a quote unquote public figure, um, yeah. and and so um, and and that doesn't mean that there aren't situations where I haven't had people not be understanding, and where I I couldn't I can't conceive of places where people might judge me in certain ways because I certainly yeah. can, um, and and that that's not to say my experience would be the same for everyone at all, but I still think that even though you're right that you being public is can be received very differently from other people. I still think that the more people who discuss it period like you know um what, what what's the phrase like like all um tides rising rising
2: tide rising tides, tide. Oh, fuck,
1: lift all, all ships sure, yeah, something something like that. yeah Yeah, right,
0: right, uh, right. Uh, and
1: and i think there's truth to that right i think that that doesn't mean that it'll happen the same way but it does mean because there are still differences in how we even perceive um, like things like autism uh, between mm-hmm. genders um, and, and people from different um, uh, backgrounds. Um, and, and we don't, you know, on this podcast, we don't talk about the, the socioeconomic and class differences in mental illness, uh, which are very vast. You know, and, and we're all coming at this from like a, a very certain point of view. But I still think that having the discussion period is good for everyone.
0: Yeah. yeah 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 I agree I agree what what about you Brett? How are you doing?
2: Well, speaking of bipolar, since switching to vivance what two to three months ago mm-hmm. I have not had a single manic episode, and historically, when I go this long without a manic episode, I get bored and and I miss the mania and I miss the the all night coding binges and the 20 pushes to a GitHub repository. Mm-hmm. And uh, this time, I'm actually pretty grateful. And I'm, I think I'm finally at a point where I can recognize that my overall productivity, uh, my relationships, and uh, my general outlook on life are a lot more sustainable if I'm not swinging, uh, manic, and depressed. And um, I'm actually really grateful to have found a med combination that has me stable for so long. Oh, sure three months so long, but it That's does, it, it does feel like a long time based on the last few years of my life. And uh, um, so I'm stable. I'm getting shit done. I'm, I'm surprisingly productive at work, um, r- like kind of nailing my job right now, which it feels good. I'm great, but the reason I wanted to go last, and thank you for letting me go last, <laughs> is that today I got this huge boost. Uh, I listened to Do By Friday, Alex Cox's show with Merlin Mann, um, and their last episode, their challenge. Uh, every week they do a challenge, and theirs was to do something new with Bunch, uh, which is an app I wrote and. Mm-hmm. And it took them forty-five minutes into the episode to get to the challenge part, but oh my god, they were effusively flattering of me, and just listening to it was like such a uh, an ego boost. Like it, I felt warm and fuzzy because they were just like, "He's so smart." Yay. I love all these things he does, and they and they knew what they were talking about. They were like listing my other projects, talking about things like the Markdown service tools and kind of like you know lesser known stuff that I've done. Some um, of the early
1: um, hits, yes. <laughs> they they, they knew I, I before like,
0: you were. I like, before his, you were I
2: like his early stuff. Yeah, um, <laughs> Back but when he was no, on it SST. Felt, it felt really good. It was it was really sweet.
1: That's awesome. That's Really great. And Alex was, was such a great guest. I was so glad that they were able to join us.
2: So, so okay. Fun. And I am i don't mean to out Alex or anything, but I told them that I could see them becoming a regular guest. And they told me in private, but I'm going to share it. They told me that it was the most fun they've had guesting on a podcast in a long time and that such, they would be happy host. to happy to come back
0: hospitality hosts were such good hosts right is that yeah, what it is? right No, that right? was a lovely lovely conversation so
2: i'm just gonna say it we're gonna have alex back alex back again is it gonna be what happened
0: with and me again? and eventually we'll have like 15 hosts in this like right? video thing right? seem like how many hosts if i could just if I could, if I
1: could just three we have three hosts three
0: okay is
2: three is three a good number or should we should we eventually expand and have five hosts <laughs>
1: I think I think three is a good number, but I like the idea of having like frequent guests. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. You got yeah. you all do three really well over there at Rocket.
1: Thank you, thank you. Well, we started That's with incredible. three, which I think um, uh, makes it easier. But I also feel like you've like come into our our, our triad, our thruple, if it w- our if thruple. you will. Yeah, man, Jeff, oh, man. Just
0: Jeff just slid in here. He just I completely. It. I love it. Yeah, always, you did. You know, always wanted to be on a podcast, but didn't want to start one. <laughs> See, oh, this is perfect. the perfect
1: thing. <laughs> the perfect thing. You, you didn't have to do any any of that stuff. We were just like, just please join 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 our Thruple. Um That's
2: right, Thruple. <laughs> so you guys know we love the break-in protection that Simply Safe Home Security Systems give you, but it's not always outside forces that you need Simply Safe's protection from. This is Terry's story, a Simply Safe customer. Terry was away for the weekend for her daughter's wedding. The morning of the big day, she got a call from Simply Safe's 24 7 professional monitoring center, and they let her know that her system had detected water in her basement. In moments like this, time is critical because even an inch of flooding. Can cause more than $25,000 in damages. Thankfully, Simply Safe had detected the water just moments after the leaking had started. And after talking to Simply Safe, Terry just called her neighbor who quickly turned off the water in her home before the flooding got bad. Protecting against floods is just one of the reasons more than 4 million people trust their home protection to Simply Safe. With comprehensive Simply Safe system and 24-7 professional monitoring, you can have someone always looking out for you, just like Terry. Plans cost under a dollar a day with no long-term contracts or hidden fees ever. You can customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com/slash overtired. Go today and claim a free indoor security camera plus 20% off with interactive monitoring. Go to simply safe.com slash overtired. That's S I M P L I S A F E simply com slash overtired. So <laughs> I have a, I have a question.
1: Hmm.
2: Hey, Jeff, do you have oh, any yeah. updates on the house
0: purse? Oh, so funny. Thank Fan you favorite, for asking the house. That's purse. just amazing. The house purse you, is so good. You, you asked, um, so the other day we had a bad storm here. I'm sure you had it too, Brett. Brett's south of Minneapolis, and sometimes you get the butt end of the storm, mm-hmm. the worst, usually the worst end of the storm, right? Anyhow, we got this storm, and for the first time, I mean, we moved back here from New York like 2007, and for the first time I can remember, there were tornado sirens, and and the power went out, and and guess what? I had in the house purse, I had a headlamp because i'm insane (laughs) (laughs) and then next to the house i had an emergency radio where i could just turn on with no internet or anything just turn on you know national public radio or minnesota public radio here this is and actually after the tearing i gave minnesota public radio (laughs) let me just say that tom Cran, the afternoon host and and paul hutner the weather the weather folk uh, just so fantastic in an emergency and so I was able to really just listen to them put them on a radio and listen had a headlamp for going around the house looking for things and I thought this house purse is really maturing I want to get to the point where we have a house purse giveaway but I'm not <laughs> ready yet I'm not ready yet <laughs> I'm willing to use I'm willing to use my cut kind of the sponsor money. <laughs> like, <laughs> are you talking? Purse. Are you talking about a fully stocked house purse? I'm talking about a partially stocked house purse.
2: Because everyone's gonna everyone's gonna have like a personal requirement for their. Not,
0: house. Purse. most people. are not gonna put a fucking headlamp and an emergency radio <laughs> in theirs, and that is the bipolar speaking, dude. <laughs> I
2: I have I have battery operated headlamps, lanterns, and flashlights all over the house. Nice. Um, I have been through enough power outages, which is not to say a lot of power outages, but enough to convince me that having handy light sources all over the place is worthwhile.
0: Oh, man. And, you, you know, it is actually easy to forget that because I have all these flashlights and stuff. But, like, damn, if I could find them all. But I'd forgotten that I buried a headlamp in my house purse.
2: Right it over here in the window to my office, there is, is a rifle. There is a solar powered flashlight charging constantly in the window. Nice. Uh yeah. I'm I am ready for the power to go out. And I have these LED lanterns that like you pull up on them and they yeah. cast light in every direction. And yeah. then they have like hangers and a magnet so you can stick them to <laughs>
0: things. That's awesome. They're awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I have to, I have like uh Prepper, prepper sort of inclinations, but I try to put them to good use. So like, for instance, after George Floyd was murdered, um, there were, of course, all these protests here and around the world. Um, and here, one of the markers of that time was that there were rumors going around that even our governor was – propagating that white nationalists who were in town and they were in town Mm -hmm. uh, were putting um, incendiary devices in our alleys in South Minneapolis. People were all of a sudden finding them when in Mm -hmm. reality, everything someone found was not that, but like our governor was on TV addressing the city of Minneapolis saying, we want you to pull in your garbage cans and water down Mm -hmm. your fences. Right. Like, and when I got to the point where I realized we had not only organized a neighborhood watch, like most neighborhoods in South Minneapolis had, but we had um been hosing down our fences. I was like, I don't think it's ridiculous anymore to get a generator and get an emergency <laughs> radio. Cause this right. like everything else about that year 2020 is bananas. Um, not to take in any way away from George Floyd's murder. It was it was just one of those things where it like made me think more like a prepper and one of the directions I went in. So once Dante Wright was killed, um, and we knew – and the protest started right away, and it was going to be every night, and the police were being really, really harsh with tear gas. Um, I I knew, like, oh, I, I know how to go to hardware stores and buy good, like, <laughs> respirators. Because I don't know – I've never talked about this on the show, but I have a workshop, and I make stuff, and I weld, and, like, it's a whole, like, secret life I have. Um, and so I decided to drive around the day after Dante Wright was killed to all the hardware stores and get – the good respirators that i could then give to um someone who would bring them to the protest so i took donations and then sure enough someone who a friend of mine who was working as like a a medic at the protest came by i laid it all out like it was a bond movie all these different respirators <laughs> and everything else thanks Q. she gathered them all up and brought them down to the protest and i was like this is prepping i can get behind <laughs> yeah yeah it also oh. helps me feel useful because i'm not i don't go to protest so much anymore Um, and, and those kinds, and it's, it's due to some just really bad experiences I've had around, um, riot police and whatever else. So it's just better for me to stay away. Um, but it's wonderful to be able to help people.
2: <laughs> Christina, have we ever talked about Jeff's Cyber Duck on this show?
1: No, I don't think we have. But I—that's oh, a I topic wanna, for. I was going to say episode. that. Episode. I was going to say that definitely sounds like a future topic because I want to. I want to yes, hear about. The it is a deck. future topic because I it's have to figure so out if cool. I'm
0: going to resurrect it or not. It's so cool.
1: <laughs> yeah, I I've been. Um, of it. I do too. I've been so the this the um, uh, company that we've talked about before, Framework uh, Computer, who uh, makes um, yeah. like very repairable computers. They're now selling just the motherboard of their um, product. But the way that it works is that it it basically like people, you can use it. It's designed to work without a screen and stuff. And a lot of people are building Cyberdecks and other custom DIY projects with it. And, and so um, that I would love to hear about your Cyberdeck project. Wait, do you have the framework? I do. Oh, damn it. I love it. Can we
0: do a, can we do a Christina tech talk for a minute? Because I want to hear about the framework and I want to hear about the play date.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Do, do are, are you good with that, Brett? I, I am.
2: We need to save time for a short gratitude. Okay. And we're at 45. So I would say you guys got 10 minutes. Let's do a okay. Christina Tech Talk. Okay. All right.
1: All right. So uh, what do you want to know?
0: I want you to say, okay, so the framework laptop is this sort of modular, right? It's a modular laptop um, that uh, you can buy in what? Like, tell me about yours. What? What? Yeah.
1: So it's a modular laptop. Um, you can basically get it either kind of pre-configured and assembled or you can get it more a la carte. So I got the DIY version, which included like an 11th gen um, uh, uh, Intel processor. And then I added um, uh, RAM and um, an SSD. I got it from them, but then I put everything together, the, the Wi-Fi card I wanted. And, um, and then you can choose. They have the it, – it has Thunderbolt 4. And so what it does is it uses those – Uh, Thunderbolt for slots in a really creative way where it creates these USB-C modules that could be for like a USB-A port or um, like a a, a small um, kind of like a a USB um, uh, Uh, 3.1 SSD or uh, HDMI or DisplayPort or USB-C, just kind of like whatever you want. Um, But the really great thing with it is that it is incredibly repairable. Like it comes with a screwdriver. You can open it up, you're de- it's designed, you know, like if you get the the DIY model, it's designed where you're going to put the components, whether you buy them from them or, or not, you're going to put it together. Um, I think at this point, they do pre-assemble the Wi-Fi card um, if you buy the Wi-Fi card from them, because that is a little bit of a bitch to get installed with the way that the antennas are positioned. Um, I ran into that issue, so did a number of other people, and they were like, okay, we will pre-install these. Um, but everything else, um, you know, like it's one of these things where it's just five screws on the back comes with a screen reader, or like I said, the keyboard, um, pops out and then you have access to the entire main board stuff. And so every part of it is repairable. Like you can replace uh, the screen. Beautiful. If that breaks, you can replace the battery, you know, they sell the parts, which is really nice. And then the idea too is that, um, over time they would be able to sell like you a new main board that could go in the same chassis, um, yeah. that you've had beforehand. So it wouldn't be like, okay, I have to get rid of every other aspect of my laptop if I just wanted to upgrade the processor, for instance. So I was, when I first heard about this company, um, I was really intrigued and I really liked the idea, but I was like, I've seen this movie before it almost never works out. In fact, oh, like uh, the Novena,
0: the, the Novena yeah. Bunny Huang's thing, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. And and you know, Google tried to do kind of the modular uh, phone thing. Like it just, it's never worked out. This I have to give them immense credit for. A Gen One, it completely delivered on everything they promised, and they um, continue to kind of be innovative. And so I love mine. Like it, I, I bought a, a two thousand dollar Dell um, Windows laptop because I needed at the time. I needed a Windows laptop at work. And I returned it for the framework, which was about the same amount of money. And nice. I, I, I've been, I've had it since, uh, I guess, like September. And I'm so happy with it. And oh, and I, awesome. I also really love their their mission. Like they put the um the whole like kind of schematics and stuff up on GitHub, and they make the full like like at least like the the stuff that you would um like the design stuff and the things that you could you know print out for for PCB on GitHub. If you want to get the actual repair schematics, I think there are some weird things with that about it being fully available, but they'll give it to any repair shop um, for, for people to do stuff. And they have a pretty active community uh, of tinkers and whatnot. They, they're actively like working on their Linux support and stuff. Like it's, it's good shit. So I'm, I I love it. And I'm, I'm very, very impressed with it.
0: I appreciate the spirit of it so much too, especially having recently, we talked about, I, I bought my MacBook M mm-hmm. one and, and just like kind of, Laughing at myself, slash crying at the fact that part of my attraction to this computer was that they had added a couple ports back. Right,
1: right. well, that was the thing. Right, <laughs> is as is, is I, I got, I got the, I got my fourteen inch M one like not long after I got the framework, and they're similar in size, but the approach is so different. But it's so funny because like on my framework, I have like a one terabyte like. 3.1 SSD and one of the things I have two USB C ports, one um, <laughs> USB A. But I also have like in my bag I have like a an HDMI connector. Um, you, can really you can just swap it out. You uh, can just swap it out, and 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 so it's so nice to be able to do that. I mean, could you do dongles? Sure, but like this way, if I know that I'm going to be going someplace where I need to connect something to an HDMI input. I can just use that without having to do anything else. Um, plus the, the one, my one complaint, like from a spec perspective, I wish the screen were slightly higher resolution. It's a, it's a great Mm. three by two screen and I wish it were 3000 by 2000, but like they don't make many of those screens anymore anyway. And, and it, it's still, um, you know, especially with the way that windows does their scaling very, very usable. So I, I'm a big fan.
0: Awesome. Okay. So I want to just stay on that. Brett, do you have any questions? I well,
2: I have I have a couple hardware things I want to talk about too, yeah. um, but I can save them because I know okay. you have questions about the play date. Oh, we can move the play
0: date to next week if you have stuff that's well, on topic. Me, with I the can
2: laptop. make this quick. First of all, <laughs> so I have I have the Thunderbolt. Uh, hub from OWC, Thunderbolt 4 hub that gives you three additional Thunderbolt ports, but it runs warm and my kitten loves to curl up on it, which (laughs) unplugs my other, my like Thunderbolt 4 devices. I found out uh, last week that, and I'm going to hold this up and then describe it, but OWC sells these things called Klingons that, (sighs) Course, they are a compression fitting for a Thunderbolt 4 cable with a 3M adhesive on the other ah, side. So nice. you stick it to the port, and oh, it that's keeps brilliant! It from pulling out. And with OWC devices, there's a hole above every Thunderbolt 4, to, uh, Thunderbolt 4 port that you can screw this into for a completely permanent fixture. And it, like, it takes some work to get the Thunderbolt 4 cable into these things, so you know it's not going to pull out. It is, it's a
0: beautiful solution. So you have the Thumb- Thunderbolt 4?
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, which is one of my other hardware points that I definitely will save for next week or another week is a month before the predicted ship date, I received my studio, my Mac studio last mm-hmm. week. Nice. Uh- And holy shit, let me, to summarize, a test suite that previously took two minutes to run now takes about 30 seconds. Um, It's that much faster than my M1 Mini. Uh, But on the OWC topic, I got, uh, I'm going to, it'll be in the show notes. I forget the name of the enclosure, but it's just an enclosure for SSD cards. And I put two two-terabyte NME SSD cards into it and then set it up as a RAID 1 four-terabyte drive, and the thing gets 1,300 megabyte <sighs> write, read and write speed. Jesus wow. Christ. It is the fastest SSD drive I have ever had. And honestly, it costs less than buying, like, external... Self enclosed SSDs uh, of the same size, wow. and it is a very cost effective way to add some very fast storage to your machine.
0: Wow! Four that's terabytes
2: awesome. at thirteen hundred megabyte write speeds—it's insane. Anyway, <laughs> ridiculous. Anyway, <laughs> that's, I'm that's done amazing. now. We'll talk about the studio another week.
1: Yeah, we can talk about that next week. And I mean, um, if. Uh, We might want to talk about the the. We can talk about the playdate more in depth um, in another week too. But just to give you kind of, I got mine because I haven't had a ton of time to spend with it. But I got it on Friday and wait,
2: tell me, what is a playdate? I'm out of loop on this.
1: Okay, so the playdate is um, a handheld little mini console, retro console type of thing that panic. Um panic oh, okay
2: i did it the, with the, the little crank on this yeah side. the pan- yeah, yeah. So it was panic
1: and teenage engineering and i have they, they announced this in 2019 and i saw it at x and used it at xoxo in 2019 and because of covid and, and delays and they had like a battery problem like it's been a process getting it out um the downside with it it's like 180 dollars it's for us it's for people like like me and Jeff, and to a lesser extent, you. Brett. Like you would love some of the aspects of it, but I don't think you're enough of a game person to really be into it. Probably not. It. But for people like people are like, oh, this this costs you know way too much and whatnot. I'm like, it's not for you. It's for mm-hmm. people who have disposable income and like indie kind of personal devices and like the concept of being able to have like a very cute little game machine that you can build your own games for that has. It has a really great uh, kind of uh, e-ink similar to that kind of screen, so it yeah. gets really good battery life. And the crank is not just a gimmick; like it's actually a really interesting um, uh, like UI thing for, for for games. Yeah, controller yeah. for the games, and um, uh, you can write games in Lua, and um, I think they have like a, a C um, or, or C plus um, plus uh, way you can write games too. But but they have like a, a Lua game engine, and um, I got mine finally. Last week, and it's it's adorable, and it's so fun, and I'm so proud of the Panic team. We should actually see if we could get maybe somebody from Panic on oh to talk about God. it.
0: Yeah, that would be amazing. I just want to yeah. play with one first, Panic.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I th- th- should get some review units. I, I can't Overtire. if I buy
0: one now, I don't get it till yeah. next year.
1: I was going to say this is the problem: is that it's it's a small kind of um, device. Um, although I think I'm going to be at Max Stock. So if you're at Max Stock, Jeff, I will bring mine.
2: Jeff, you should come to Max I It occurred to
1: me to go to I bank. want when is overtired MacSdock. Max,
2: stock? Max stock is July twenty-third, I think. twenty fourth. Oh, oh, fuck you.
1: Fuck you. Okay. Well, <laughs> all right. We will find a time at some point to meet up. We'll have like an overtired conf or something. That'd be
2: great. Yeah, coffee conf. Cool. There we go. Like coffee
1: it. conf. Uh um, do you
2: do you think you're coming to Maxdock? <laughs>
1: I think I am, yeah.
2: Oh my God, that's awesome. Aaron. Oh, no, I'm sad. Aaron Aaron from from previous episodes of Overtired mm-hmm. uh, may also be presenting at Mac Stock. <sighs> that would be awesome. And yeah, I'm super psyched. This year, I'm not presenting. I wanted a year off, and that's so why I I got like other people to pitch talks uh i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna give up my spot i'm I'm, here are some other people i think would be really great presenters and that included you christina Mm -hmm. i don't know if you plan to present or not no
1: i I still need i still need to like get back with them but i um i definitely am planning on going so um so maybe i'll talk to you but yeah i i um that that would be really fun but we can we will find a way jeff for for us to get you your hands on one
2: Maybe uh, we can get a Mac stock discount for overtired listeners. I will talk to Mike and see if yeah,
1: we can Yeah, talk to them. That would be really cool.
0: Yeah. Playdate. I was going over it with my, both of my teenage sons are vintage console collectors. And oh, in fact, fun. my eldest is home. Sick from school with COVID symptoms, and he's downstairs working on a Turbo Three Eighty Six PC right now. (laughs) Oh my god, your your kids are naturally naturally with a Doom CD-ROM in hand. (laughs) Your Um, kids
1: are honestly, you're the coolest dad, and your kids are so cool. There's also, I have to say, I haven't played with it yet. Um, uh, no pun intended, but on on GitHub, somebody has put like a Game Boy emulator for the Play. I saw that, and and so I have like plans. Like I'm actually at this point we'll talk more about the play date in future uh, shows. And I want to hear about the back studio, but I have plans of actually trying to see if I can like make work content around this thing. Yeah. Because, yeah. because I'm like, there's some really cool projects and this is, nice. Um, it, it's just, it's, it's neat. It's, it's, it's fun. It's just like, and it's, it's panic who I have had a love affair with for oh, yeah. as long as I can remember. And, and um, sure. I'm really proud of them for getting it out the door and stuff.
0: That's awesome. Love it. Thanks for talking about it. No problem. Awesome. Well, Gratitude, the unanimous Gratitude.
2: Yes. So, so we were comparing notes before the show um, about what we were all picking for Gratitude and Christina said she was excited about hers and I said it's not bike, is it? Um and she said yes, and then Jeff was like, "Oh my god, no, that was mine." So, we have a three-way Gratitude this week. Um uh Jesse Grossjean, creator of Task Paper, just put out a brand new app called Bike. And it is an outliner that works with an open format. It's HTML-based. It can import and export OPML and plain text. And it gives you keyboard shortcuts for editing and navigating around your outline. It even you like you can hit escape and go into outline edit mode which lets you use shortcuts for expanding and closing and focusing on nodes in your outline. And it is just a bare bones, super elegant outliner. And I'm super impressed with it. It's great text editing features. It, 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 it has one of my favorite shortcuts that some Markdown editors have, where you can hold down command and option and hit up the up arrow key. And and progressively expand your selection to word yeah. and then sentence and then paragraph and then Ooh. like block and then entire document. And that is just that kind of de- attention to detail is what makes me love uh, stuff that Jesse Grosjean makes. He is a plain text hero, and this is an awesome app. So I will let you guys say what you enjoy about it. Go ahead, Christina
1: yeah, so I just found out about this this morning, and uh, as we were recording this, so uh, the day that it was released, and I immediately looked at the video and I bought it before I even tried it out um, Same. just based on, on like the video <laughs> I was like I was like i'm I'm in and just the little bit of time I've spent with it i I'm not a huge outliner, um but I like the ideas of outlining um and and this the way that this approaches really speaks to me a lot more than something like Omni outliner, which I've just even though I really like the Omni group's products, I just have never been able to really wrap my mind around that. What I also appreciate about it is that it has its own file format, but it also supports open format. So you can export an OPML, which means if you're using like any of kind of like the Dave Weiner or some of the other like older school like outliners, you can do that as or, well as text
2: files. Any, all the mind mapping apps and all the mind like Mark apps. II yep. and multi-markdown composer, OPML is a great transport format.
1: Yeah. And and I really appreciate that. Um, And it's just, it's fast. Like that's the biggest thing that that I was, I was on a call this um, earlier uh, before we were recording and I was using it for um, my notes more than like a text editor, because a lot of times an outliner is perfect for that because it's really easy to have different section blocks and different things Mm -hmm. you want to cover, at least for me. And I was just like, Oh, this is so quick. And, and editing this is really easy. So I'm, I'm so far like big, huge fan. And, and like you, um, his, his past apps have been really, really good. I think I got an email cause I, I bought like right room or something or task many years ago. yeah I don't know, but I, I saw the email and it was one of those things I, when I saw it was like from hog Bay software, I was like, huh. Okay. I'll actually click on this. Yeah. This
0: only happens sure. once every seven years. right So right.
1: let's do it.
2: <laughs> I, I will interject when I was talking about Keyboard shortcuts. It also implements TextMate's Command Return and Command Shift Return. From the middle of a line, you can hit Command Return to insert a new line, <gasps> or Command Shift Return to insert uh, a node above the current node, which is perfect because that's that's like instinctive for me anyway. So
1: yes, oh my god, that's really great.
0: What Jesse makes that I love so much. I was a user of Write room in the day. I was a big user of folding text, which is sort of the daddy of this app, um, Mm -hmm. bike. And I use task paper daily. What, what Jesse does for me is just make apps that like, there is zero obstacle between me needing to write something down and me writing it down in one of his apps. Mm-hmm. And when folding text was a thing, I mean, you could still use it, but like when it was the thing I used it for journalism all the time. Um, it just, cause it was just something I could, like you said, taking notes, Christina, you could just move through it so quickly and you could just feel so kind of agile, not to, not to confuse that with the programming right. bro thing, but like you could, you could be so agile moving through and nimble, moving through any of those apps. He just makes these apps that you can just go like, boom, and your brain can just release. And I'm so grateful for that. They're fun playgrounds and they have yeah. great communities. Usually. I mean, mm-hmm. I still remember I was among the mourners who he had to kind of console by saying, look, there will be a follow-up to folding text. Yeah. But it's going to take some time and it took years and I don't mind. I got no problem with that. Uh, and here it is and it looks beautiful. So it's so a fun day.
2: His roadmap for bike does include a plugin architecture. Uh, which was part of what made folding text beautiful was its extensibility, um, and and apparently that is planned for Bike to have some sort of probably not to the extent that folding text was extensible, uh, but to have a plug-in architecture so you can extend uh, uh, Bike's capabilities. But honestly, like if for for creating an outline. The only outliner I've ever truly appreciated before this was tree. I don't know if you guys ever saw that, but it was like, it was an outliner, but it was horizontal and it felt like you were working in a mind map. Uh, and my brain just attached very easily to a horizontal outline. Um, this outliner is, I love it because it's simple. Like Omni outliner is an amazing application but it is, it's is—it's complex and you have to put more thought into an outline than I want to. Yeah. And this is super simple and it can in one click export to a format that you can paste right into, say, MindNode or iThoughts and, and expand on something as a mind map, which is not for everybody, but it's the way my brain works. And to be able to Spit ideas out very quickly in a very simplistic, very keyboard friendly editor and then port it as either plain text or as an OPML file straight into any mind map application is it's, it's what do the kids say? It's tits.
1: It's lit. Mm -mm.
0: That's
2: what the kids said. It's
0: fire. It's fire emoji. It slaps.
1: It slaps. There you go. It slaps.
0: Trust me. Trust Trust me. I was gonna say. I I was gonna say. Actually, trust you
1: on this. No, I was gonna say. I was like, actually, like it slaps. I was gonna say. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna. I'm gonna go. (laughs) Go with Jeff on this. Um, I think.
2: I think it's 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 rad. It's boss. Uh -uh. It's boss. Okay, I'm 20 years behind. When the first
0: time one of my kids said it slaps from me, I went. Okay, so intuitively, I think I know what that means, but I'm just picturing a slap on the ass, and I don't know what to tell you. I think that's my generation. It,
1: it, it's, it's like when I I, I um, tweeted something about how a certain uh, logo um, fucked, and uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, had, um, I had someone very high up in the corporate structure reach out to me and wanted to just confirm that that fucks was a good thing, and I was like, yes, cool, that's I, yes, cool, fucks man. is a good thing. That's cool, man. So I promise you, it's good.
2: All right. Well, uh, I feel like that luck. that's a good. It's a good wrap up to a show.
1: Yeah. This was great. It was a
2: good that's show. Fun. We didn't yeah. we, we didn't get to almost 2 thirds of what we had on the list. That's um, nice when that grows. It really it was a very organic show. Like we gardened this show and it just grew. And it's coming to a slow, slow end, isn't it? We're crawling <laughs> yeah. to the close. I like to, I, like to do this, I like to do this little debrief before we sign off. Mm. Just uh, just all agree on whether it was a good or a bad show. And I, I say it was a pretty <laughs> That's good show. It
0: good. It was <laughs> good. It a lot of fun.
1: It was a fun one.
2: All right, you guys, get some sleep. Sleep.
0: Get some sleep.
1: Sleep. Bye. The system is going down now. <laughs>